0: A playlist original hello and welcome to this week's episode of that bloody sex podcast it's been a while oh my God. hello everyone Hi.
1: um yeah so we took a little hiatus
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah of course and this is our first one like recording in like now that's going to be posted in like now time isn't it
0: yeah, yeah yeah so the episode you've heard before now oh that's not good Cut that out, Playlist. (laughs) Um, The first one you've heard, sorry, the previous few recordings you've heard um, have been pre-recorded from a few months back, but uh, we've got a fun and exciting news to tell you in that we are now partnered with, you probably have heard at the beginning of this episode, Playlist Podcasts. So we are now now a Playlist Podcast. A Playlist original. Yeah playlist original (laughs) um podcast and we're really really excited about it so thank you to playlist thank you playlist yeah thank you for taking us on um we're really grateful for the opportunity to be honest and we're really excited for what we can now do Mm -hmm. um with Catherine and I with us both now we're both working full-time Obviously, because I wasn't when we first started. Yeah,
1: we're busy bees, basically. So it just, yeah, it just frees up a lot of kind of our capabilities to be able to do a bit more and um,
0: yeah, for you lot. Yeah, but it, it, it just means that we can stop having these hiatuses whenever when life gets a bit too much. <laughs> yeah. Well, sorry, I'm just itching the back of my leg. <laughs> no, you crack on. I was just looking at the long hair dangling from your foot <laughs> over your. <laughs> That's another
1: thing is that we're we're this is the first episode we've ever recorded in person.
0: Oh yeah, and we're together. <laughs>
1: Like in in person in in Millie's living room. Yeah, yeah,
0: which is oh my lovely. God. I'm actually really happy about it as well. I yeah. quite like recording like this. Um, sorry, it's, just it's just like us having a chat, isn't it? It it pretty much is. It's just like recording us having. A night I'm night. watching that in case it doesn't record. In case it, it's like memory full. Um, but yeah. So so yeah. So we're back better than ever. We're going to be able to do regular episodes now. Now that we've partnered with Playlist. Um, so. Just back and better than ever, and we hope you've enjoyed the previous few episodes. They're a little bit old, and we are sorry about that, but they're still... the What you'd gain from them is exactly yeah. what you'd have gained from them then. Still the men. good chats. Yeah. Anyway.
1: Fresh start. Well, not really a start. You Anyway. A new leaf. Just, we'll move on now, because we've just been <laughs> blabbering. Yeah, that's true, yeah. been like, meh, yeah. what do I say? Anyway. This week's episode, um, we are talking about things we wish we knew when we were younger. Um... So we have a couple of things, but we also asked uh, the folks on on internet
0: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: Um, what they wish they'd known when they were younger. Um, anything to do with, like, sex relationships, puberty, periods, you you know what, you know the
0: crack. The huge with you us. You know what this is about. So yeah, we've asked a few people, Catherine's asked on her on Bloody Honest, um, and Catherine's got some submissions, I've asked on my page, I've had a few submissions. A lot of hours overlap with what people have submitted as well. So Mm -hmm. there's, like, a nice... The thing is, is what I've realised is, I don't know if you've realised this, Mm -hmm. but we've all lived the same life. I know. It's, it's like, fucking weird. Like, how much we all did the same. Like, this morning, someone close to me messaged and was like, I wish I had known this. And I was like... Me too! Yes. And then I shared something really gruesome, and she was like, I'm so glad I wasn't the only one that did that. And I will share it on the podcast, but I'll share it later on. Um, I'm trying to find my... Um... But we essentially have all lived the same life.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so I think it's so interesting, isn't it, when, like, everybody... you. You think you have a very unique experience until you actually talk to somebody else about it and you're like, that wasn't unique at all, that was, yeah. everybody else had the same thing.
0: And you think back to school as well and you think about how stupid you felt or like how embarrassed you mm. felt and you wouldn't have shared it and then you get to five, six, seven, ten years later yeah. and you say it to somebody else and they're like, no, I did exactly the same. Yeah,
1: or even like, or panicky. like I used to, mm. I remember thinking or feeling like certain things around puberty and growing up and i Literally have a panic attack in like Mm. in my bed going to sleep and be like stress, which I think is a lot of people.
0: Oh, that's really sad. About
1: what? Well, I did not just like thinking about things. (laughs) Just thinking about things. I feel like do you remember that that video that Kylie Jenner did at the beginning of? A year, one year, and she's like, yeah, I think this is going to be the year of, like, realising things. Oh, and, like, yeah. realising things. Realising stuff. Yeah, that's what I feel like when you just asked me, like, what? And I was like, oh, just things. Yeah, I get you. Like, I can't think of a specific example. But you'd, it would make you fret, and then you'd feel like you're the yeah. only one. Like, yeah, like, you feel like you or just, just pure
0: panic and thinking, like, I don't know. No, I get you. you know? And isn't it sad that, yeah, we spend that period of our lives being like, I can never Mm. but we all did exactly the same thing we all experimented in the same ways we all fucked up in the same ways mm. because we were literally going through puberty we were going through changes yeah nobody was a pro on periods at 13, 14, no. 15 like there's certain things that
1: are just universal in mm-hmm. in when it comes to like experiences mm-hmm. for like young people growing up absolutely should we get stuck in? yeah let's do it do you want to go first or should I go
0: first? Um, I'll go first okay
1: I need to pick some, because I, I haven't actually, like, narrowed them down. I Do just, you know what?
0: I will go with the first one I received, which is actually the one that I was just referencing when I said she said something, uh, and then yeah. I shared something gruesome. Okay. So, this one says, so she messaged me this one, so it's a bit longer than the others. I wish I knew to just speak to my mum about masturbation. The amount of random <sighs> objects I put into my vagina, rather than asking for a sex toy, is fucking extraordinary. Oh. And I put... Fuck. And now you can tell me if you relate to this because I've seen this flying around a lot on the internet. And mm. I put the hairbrush with a load of sad faces. No, that's not... No. You know. Okay. And then this person's put back the hairbrush, humping the bed knob, and even I tried using a deodorant can once, you know, the cheap Charlie ones. Oh, no. Yeah. Now, I know hairbrushes... Because if that goes... T- t- inside yeah. Oh, you're done. You, you're going to get those... um. <laughs> Freeze burns, whatever they're called. But the thing is, with the hairbrush, I know, I know a lot of people have done that. I've, I know that I've
1: heard of a lot of people that have done mm. that. So I know that on TikTok for a little while, there was like a, a trend where people were like mm. showing or naming things that they used when they were younger. And I know that hairbrush was in that. Hundred percent. But I don't, I don't think I was very like explore, explorative when I was young. No, I wasn't. But then I, I remember distinctly. I do remember discovering that, like, (laughs) sitting on, like, the arm of the sofa felt nice. nice. But, like, I never was, like, like, it never felt that nice. I was just, like, oh, sitting here is cool. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. (laughs) That felt different kind of thing. Yeah, that's new. I I remember the night of the hairbrush. It was a one... The night? You had a one night stand with a hairbrush. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah, it was a one night with the hairbrush. And I'd basically gotten really aroused. I couldn't tell you how, I couldn't tell you why, and I remember it was really late. And I, my bedroom was above my mum's, because I had I lived in an off-conversion, funnily enough. And um, I remember my bed was really creaky, so I was like, whatever I do, it has to be quiet. Mm-hmm. And I remember crawling across my bed, reaching onto my, um, what's it called, dressing table, mm-hmm. picking up my hairbrush and being like, I guess... And what no
1: kind of prior knowledge about
0: what you were gonna do? Just like I didn't know. I, that's... I didn't know where my clitoris was at this point.
1: I'll but what, I knew, like,
0: what led you? I knew I wanted something inside of me.
1: Oh, in. Oh. Yeah. But you'd never. Did you had any conversations
0: at this point about that feeling good? No. You just went. I just had that feeling, that sensation of like I want something inside. So this horrible, but yeah, I did. I... And But also, I also thought that that was the way that you achieve pleasure as a woman. Yeah, I remember thinking that. So I was just like, oh, the hairbrush must do it. And then I remember feeling really unsatisfied at the end, and that's why I never did it again.
1: Yeah, I think I remember, I think the first time, it wasn't with a hairbrush. <laughs>
0: Alright. <laughs> I remember. <that. laughs>
1: no judgement here. Um, but it definitely was with a fucking
0: <laughs> hairbrush.
1: <laughs> um... I remember, like, the first time I kind of explored. Yeah. I remember being being like, what is all the fuss about? I don't get it. I'm never doing that again. Mm-hmm. Because you're... This is what I mean. The education is so lacking in terms of, like, what is good and the female anatomy mm-hmm. that you don't know what is supposed to feel good. So you do what you think you've heard of, or, like, you've heard people doing, or you've heard being talked about in, like, when, like... This person did this with this person,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then you're just like, "Well, that was I don't get the appeal. What was that about?
0: Yeah, how on earth did that possibly feel good? Because I felt nothing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, back for them. So that's that's. Um... Although in I think that's a really interesting debate about parents
1: giving their children sex toys. Mm-hmm. I think because I've seen a lot of people who've been like. Do you know what? I'd happily have the conversation with them. I just think it would be crossing the line for me to buy it for them. And I've seen a lot of people say "Well, I'd rather they were obviously doing it safely than like shoving a deodorant can or a hairbrush up there. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. And also like, like if you had kids, how would you approach it with like having Mm. that conversation
0: to go, here's a sex toy? I 100% would rather them know where the pleasure points were on their body essentially mm. and I 100% would rather yeah. if, when I think back to my teenage years right mm-hmm. bearing in mind that every, I don't know a single person who wasn't at loggerheads with their mum at one point but I would love to have yeah teenage girls
1: mate uh, if, yeah <laughs> devils sorry um, mum yeah sorry <laughs>
0: mum also sorry mum for the hairbrush story <laughs> Um, and, and it was definitely a hairbrush you bought me, Mum. <laughs> Tell <care> that. Well, <laughs> she bought my hairbrushes back in the day. Oh, um So this is the thing. Like, she bought me a hairbrush. Brush. Oh, I never did it with a hairbrush. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah. My so my mum bought me a hairbrush, and I put that inside of me. If I'm not saying. Mum, why didn't you buy me a sex toy? But if I had... If if sex education was better, Mm -hmm. and if I had known where my clitoris was and that's how I could have achieved pleasure instead of being unsatisfied at the end of using a hairbrush, why did I have had, like, a sex toy? That my mum had been like, look, I bought you this. Now there needs to be no secrecy, no privacy. Mm -hmm. You don't have to put random household objects inside of you now. Mm -hmm. You're going to be safe as long as you clean it. Mm -hmm. And then maybe also... I wouldn't have had sex with um, boys so early on.
1: Yeah, I think also it would, in my head, it would kind of allow you to take more kind
0: of more, what's the word? Like kind of autonomy.
1: Yeah, like I was gonna say autonomy and then I felt like that wasn't the word I meant.
0: Agency.
1: But more, <laughs> I don't, stop <laughs> just saying words to me. Um, I, my brain's literally just kind of like brain. say what you mean, but it's 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 allows you to have more, I guess, control and the um, the knowledge to then have those conversations with partners mm-hmm. rather than put up with with shit sex mm-hmm. that you assume is what sex is supposed to feel like. Because I mean, who, when they're young, doesn't, especially women or people with vaginas, mm-hmm. who isn't going along having sex and then going. Oh, this is shit. I'm just assuming, or I'm most people with dragons I imagine when they're first having sex, are going, "This isn't that great." Like, but this is kind of what just what sex is. Like, I'm assuming. Yeah. So maybe it just isn't enjoyable for me, or it isn't enjoyable for women. And or I'm wrong because I'm not enjoying it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that actually that conversation and exploring that effectively you know, when you first start having those thoughts and those urges would probably, or not even probably, would definitely help in kind of that scenario. Absolutely. And it would, you know, you'd be able to have kind of the empowerment of knowing exactly what you want and how you like it and to have that conversation with somebody rather than going, well, I don't know what's, what it's supposed to feel like, so I'm just going to put up with this shit sex. And guess and assume that this is good, as good as it's going to be. Exactly. Exactly. And I definitely t- thought that when I was, like, late teens. I was like, I, I remember believing I just didn't enjoy sex. I was like, I just don't think I like it. I think it's just, I'm just one of those people that just, like, will have sex with my future partners or my current partner or whatever. But I didn't like it, and I
0: think that's just who I am. Yeah. I remember feeling... Which isn't the case! No! <laughs> no. And I remember feeling like, oh, this is enjoyment. Like, what I'm feeling... Must be the enjoyment. Oh, yeah. This must
1: feel... This must be great. Like, yeah.
0: this... <laughs> awful.
1: And, you know, that's so many submissions
0: I've had. Really? So many submissions I've had is... Oh, we have very different audiences. <laughs> oh, really? I mean, obviously. Yours is... But, yes, I've had... Should I just find those submissions? Because they've probably put it in their way, and then we'll move on to one of yours. Yeah, go on. So, one of them... Okay, so one of them was, in fact, one of the first that I didn't have to fake orgasms and could access real pleasure. Yeah. Which is exactly what we're saying.
1: Um, And I think also with that is that, and on another side, so not only is that kind of linked to exploration of your own body when you're younger, um, that also then is linked to having those like deeper, better relationships with people Mm -hmm. and those kind of connections where you can feel comfortable saying something. But also, how many times did people fake orgasms to like, Finish either sex. not, either not to hurt, not to hurt the other person's feelings, which like, mm. come on, you're not getting any, mm. or to just get it over and done with, mm-hmm. which is equally sad. And if if they'd have explored sex earlier and understood pleasure better, they wouldn't want to get it over and done sooner. Yeah, exactly.
0: Isn't that really sad? Yeah. But yeah, and then there's um, oh. Oh, actually linked to the first one, mm. um, that female masturbation was completely normal and not to be ashamed of. Mm. Maybe that's why I didn't have the conversation with my mum, like, Mum I used a hairbrush last night and it wasn't that great. Do you know what I mean? Maybe if I had known that mast female females was masturbating. Normal. Yeah, maybe yeah. I would have been like, Mum, I didn't feel like what's going on And then she might have been like, Oh, well, we should probably have a conversation about this. Yeah. And I hope I hope that I, I can be like that for my children one day. Mm. That's the only thing I can aim for, and I'm assuming that's what these people are, are aiming for as well, because yeah. we all have a collective experience of being like putting stupid things inside of us. <laughs> anyway, let's let's put that back on the shelf, that memory, <laughs> and let's hear one of yours. Back on the dressing table. Put that oh table. god! Put that hairbrush
1: back on the dressing
0: table. <laughs> when I look at hairbrush ends now, I'm like, God no!
1: I was gonna say, I thought you were about to say when you look at hairbrushes, now you get like turned hell on. To the I was like, fuck. that's no.
0: not no absolutely. good. Especially not my one at the moment. I've got a paddle brush and the handle's like flat. So no. Yeah, but but well, I didn't know where my clitoris was. No, I'm not saying I'm not saying smack your clit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 what are you saying? As then I saw a TikTok the other day. <laughs> what, I, do I ever show my TikTok? I saw a TikTok the other day that was talking about things you can use as a paddle, like for oh Sorry, okay. okay 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 and one of, them was the of, <laughs> one of them was the back of a paddle hairbrush i completely misread when you were like i was like what are what, we what, what to do with my paddle brush <laughs> <laughs> imagine if you just went to masturbate and you were just there smacking your hair <laughs> with a fucking <laughs> hairbrush. hairbrush oh geez. don't if you're listening don't do that do not do that. no right
0: okay let's find one of mine Oh, by the way, when I say the end of a hairbrush, I just want to clarify. I mean the handle. <laughs> oh, thank God for that. Yes. I don't want someone listening to be listen like, oh, <laughs> oh no. Oh my
1: God, the end of one of those tiny round ones that you make like
0: the yeah, curls on roll, roll the brushes. Oh no. Yeah, hell no. Don't do
1: that. Okay, so we have a couple to this effect, which are. Yeah. Uh, I wish I knew what periods were and what periods were, basically. Um, And there's a few people saying kind of what periods were and that, like, puberty was a thing. So people didn't understand puberty and what happens to particularly kind of female bodies when you go through puberty. So people are saying things like discharge. They didn't know that discharge was a thing. and They were terrified, which, I mean, you've had that experience as an adult. Yeah. Uh, At <laughs> 22? <laughs> Not that she didn't know what discharge was. I didn't know
0: what globular discharge meant.
1: Globular? I don't think is a word. You said it earlier and I was like, is that, are you sure that's what you mean? So what she means is she didn't really know that there were different kinds of discharge throughout your menstrual cycle, or they can be different, different kinds, and that it can change like texture, consistency, and like colour um, throughout your menstrual cycle.
0: Here we go. Can I tell the story? Can yeah, you can. Can I just define globular? Is that actually a real word? Yeah, globular is a collection of globules, which is small round particles of a substance. Drops globules of fat, and that's what I had. No, because it would have it would have been in, like one
1: globule.
0: Yeah, so globular is lots of globules, oh, and God. and I had a globule of discharge. I remember it. <laughs> I remember it clear as day. So she, oh, it's, she, it's actually a few globules actually. <laughs> <laughs> Gross.
1: Um, when our friendship was pretty fresh, pretty new.
0: Yes, because I remember sending you about eight voice notes, and that, that was, was one. also
1: one of the first times we like had a proper conversation. Yeah, because
0: the last voice note was being like, "I really
1: hope you don't think I'm like weird." Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and she was asked basically was freaking out because she had discharge that was clear mm-hmm. globular, globular. <laughs> um, like. Almost runny, but not runny, but clear and, like, jelly-like. A hundred percent jelly-like, but dry-to-the-touch jelly-like. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I remember that was something that really freaked you out. You were like, I can see that it's wobbly, but mm-hmm. it's dry-to-the-touch. Yes. Um, And it made, it did make me laugh, because I was like, "You, it's baffling to me that people get through life and don't know this. Because like, it does freak you out if you don't know what
0: it is. I seriously, I was touching it like it was like an alien substance that came <laughs> me. I was holding the tissue and I was like I can imagine you like going up to Rob being like have you fucking seen what's just come out of me Rob? Oh. No so, so Rob wasn't there it was when I was living oh. on my own Oh yeah. North. So I was experiencing this completely alone oh in a completely God. foreign
1: town And she literally said she was like I, I I don't know what's going on am I dying like what is happening? Yeah I thought
0: I was either pregnant and or based-
1: and I said on my, to my way out About <laughs> <laughs> to kick it Um and I said, is it, would you say it's the consistency of egg whites? Is it like egg, egg white e? And she went, oh my god, yes, that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, it's just you're just ovulating. It's just what your cervical mucus does, basically discharge, when you're ovulating. And you had no idea.
0: No, when I was 22. As a, Yeah, early, in your early 20s. Because I hadn't, um, so basically I hadn't experienced discharge like that. Yeah. Um, I'd only experienced like the classic like, White, white skid white marks in your, yeah, yeah, yeah. in your pants, basically. So when I saw that, I was like, the fuck? Yeah. And I didn't. I also wonder if... Because it had been, like, a year since my uh, ectopic pregnancy. Yeah. So I wondered if maybe there was, like, a change in my system. So I was like, the fuck? What is this? And yeah. what am I giving birth to? like, <laughs> um, But it was just... I was just ovulating. There you have it. And now you know. And now I know. And now you know, and now listeners. You listen, dear now, listener. Dear listener, <laughs> you know.
1: Um, but yeah, so I had lots of people saying that they didn't know what periods were. They didn't know what to expect. They didn't really understand puberty or what was happening to them or what, what was going to happen.
0: I think that's sad. And
1: that's massive. Like that's mm. that's covering a million different things. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, the fact that I yeah. just we are. Sending our like, young people out into the world so ill prepared for managing puberty, periods, and all of those changes that happen to your body that it is fucking terrifying. Yeah, like absolutely terrifying. I remember when my when I was relatively young and my boobs started to come in, mm. feeling that they were lumpy, because when you first have I told you this story.
0: No, but no. I know I yeah. I have this memory so, myself. feeling
1: that they were lumpy, knowing that lumps were a sign of breast cancer, running to my mum, like and I very distinctly remember like waddling down I don't know why I said waddling. Going downstairs, <laughs> <the center, laughs> what were you? A I biscuit. went down the center, and I must have been maybe 10 or 11, maybe younger, maybe Mm. 8, somewhere between 8 and 11, I'm going to say, I'm going downstairs and going into the living room, my mum and my dad were sat in there watching telly and I said, mum, can you come outside a minute? And she was like, yeah, okay. It's like the poo story all over again, let's not go there. (laughs) But I was like, mum, can you come outside in the hall for a minute? And she was like, yeah, and I was like, and I literally like stood her outside the room and I was like, mum, I've got lumps on my chest and I'm worried that it's like, breast cancer, and bless her, she was, like, she, like, had a little feel, and she's like, no, that's just your boobs coming in, but I was so, I was genuinely, that's probably one of the things I had a panic attack when I was trying to go to bed, because I thought it was
0: bloody, because you
1: don't, no one goes, oh, by the way, when your boobs come in, they might be a bit lumpy at first, Mm. no one says that, and, like, I had no idea.
0: I remember, I remember my nipples getting larger before my boobs grew in, and being, like, What is this? What the hell has Um, happened to my body? You kind of expect your boobs to just appear like over. (laughs) Yeah, you kind of of just think like soon my breasts will be fatty. They'll just be there. Yeah. I'll wake up and they'll just be there. Something I just want to say about um, the period
1: thing people
0: not knowing what periods are. Mm. So obviously, um, I work with uh, neurodivergent adults Mm -hmm. Um, and. Adults with uh, profound multiple learning disabilities, as well. So some some are like in in wheelchairs and, and things like that. Mm-hmm. And it's what's shocking to me is how many people who require round the clock care or round the clock support mm. um, aren't aren't fully informed. Have the have the capacity to be fully informed but aren't fully informed of why they're bleeding every month. Right. And that to me is awful. Mm. Absolutely awful because you're you're essentially a human being bleeding every month. Yeah. And nobody is telling you why. Yeah. And nobody has ever told you why. Because no. they just think oh we don't need to know because because, because, care for you every day. Yeah, because I'm supporting you every day. Mm. Don't worry. I will just support you to buy period products and take ibuprofen, and everything will be okay at the end of the week. No, this person's been bleeding every single week for however every long. Week? Oh, sorry, sorry. No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Every single month for however long. Yeah. They could be 40, 50, beyond. Mm and they, they still don't know why they're bleeding every month or they've been told been given a little bit of information yeah. but not wholly. but don't kind of fully comprehend it no i've spoken to like service managers mm. um who will be like no they wouldn't understand have you asked them have, have you... you tried to have that conversation yeah. yeah or are you just assuming that they don't know why they're bleeding yeah yeah oh honestly was it, it, it's it's not only infuriating it's like it's it's a it's yeah it's 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 not appropriate is it for a, no and it's not fair that nobody is talking to this person
1: and that's I'm, I don't mean to kind of
0: compare the two here
1: but when you're a youngster starting your periods not understanding what it is that's like that's like that situation except they've had to live it
0: mm-hmm.
1: for potentially decades mm. but it's a, it's scary, yeah. you don't know what it is, you You're you just kind of accept that it's a thing, but you no one tells you or teaches you anything about it, and you're just like, well, I guess that's just, that's that. Because they either assume you either know, or someone in the past someone has else, told you. Or someone else will tell you. Yeah. Or that you'll just figure it out. Yeah. You'll just mysteriously get
0: to grips with all of these things that you're supposed to know about yourself. It's it's honestly, it's quite it's quite devastating because I have done, I'm not just saying this as like an assumption, by the way, dear listener. Um, I'm not just saying this as an assumption like, I assume they don't know what periods are. I have done assessments with them mm. and they don't know what they are. Yeah. And they bleed every month. Yeah. Or they're on um, period management. um, Contraception, which mm-hmm. is, is a whole other thing in itself, but and it's still, but it's still, it, it's awful. It's an awful side to support living. Not in, not in our services, but across across the world. It's a horrible side to it. Mm. Do you have another one for us? I do. Anyway, on a on the next note, um, I've actually got here that daily discharge is okay. Daily discharge
1: is okay, and changing amounts like quantities. Um, colors, consistencies, all of that is mm-hmm. is normal throughout your menstrual cycle. In fact, the only thing that's weird or like should be you should see it up before is if it smells particularly bad, mm-hmm. um, or is like particularly runny or a funny color.
0: And so by funny, three. I
1: mean like green, grey, or yellow, or like mm-hmm. like bright yellow. Not mm-hmm.
0: like sometimes it can be a bit like whitey, creamy yellow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. On the boob topic, Mm. I've got small boobs are okay and normal and no less feminine. No, what is also, I was
1: talking to somebody recently about um, how femininity and masculinity aren't actually their their concepts, Mm -hmm. which I think, like, I mean, you and I are aware, will be aware of, Mm -hmm. but they are conceptual things like they're not if you could ask a hundred different people what masculinity means and what femininity means and they will have completely different answers for you so actually it means whatever you want it to mean like you can define your own sense of femininity or masculinity yeah absolutely and if you want yeah if you if your small boobs are part of your femininity your personal femininity that's
0: yeah absolutely awesome absolutely I thought that was a really good submission mm. um, because yeah, I just think it really is. I just think it's really good. What do you think? What What do you define as femininity for yourself? I don't know because I think that I'm quite and I'm, I, and not not I'm not the definition of androgyny, mm-hmm. but I think that I have got androgynous elements to who I am. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that being I was raised um, by a single mum who, in herself, was always unapologetically herself. Mm-hmm. Um, and has elements of androgyny to herself. I also have three brothers um, as well. So I think if I had had, if I had grown up with um, sisters, mm-hmm. maybe I would have different elements to my character. But because I grew up with brothers, mm-hmm. I have those elements to my character. So like my my interests and my likes mm-hmm. and dislikes. Um, are definitely influenced by the fact that I did have brothers. Mm. Not saying I'm a pick-me because I had brothers, but what I'm <laughs> saying is that my interests and my likes and my dislikes um, and like my historical likes and, and like and yeah. likes and dislikes and preferences and things like that are quite um are influenced by the fact that I have brothers. Mm. However. I don't know how they define their masculinity, no. so then my who I am is influenced by who they are yeah. and how they define themselves. But anyway, we could that could be a rabbit hole. That could be a whole other podcast. It could be. I think so. I do identify as my assigned gender at birth, so my mm-hmm. my pronouns are she/her, um, and I do identify as a woman. However. I know that I can be flexible in what that means to me. So Mm -hmm. I know that I can dress how I want. I know that I can be how I want. I know that I don't have to be... I know I don't have to ascribe to the beautiful woman that I used to want to be when I was younger. So I often joke about with people... I even put up my story the other day, um, and I have spoken to a few people about it, but I often joke about with people the fact that when I was younger, and I mean little, Mm -hmm. like under seven mm-hmm. I used to want to be this is because I used to watch MTV Cribs and think that that's the thing when you have older brothers MTV Cribs pimp my ride mm-hmm. and the music channels all I wanted to be was Nelly's backup dancer like <laughs> come on over to my place yeah. Nelly I Always be his backup dancer I wanted to be a Playboy Bunny in Hugh Hefner's house because I remember watching the um, MTV Cribs episode of the Playboy Mansion. And them all being there, like, is it Holly and Krista? I can't remember. I don't know. I never watched it. We didn't have, I didn't have a when I was a kid. No, me neither. What was MTV on? Freeview. Yeah, no. from like twenty four. Until
1: I was about fourteen, we had five channels.
0: Oh wow! Okay, yeah. okay, okay. So it was we like... only
1: we only got Freeview when you like
0: couldn't have an analog TV anymore. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We were old school. Okay, so. We had freebies, we had like 30 channels or something, and 24 and 25 was um, smash hits or pop hits and MTV, but anyway, um, so yeah, and then, so that's what I wanted to be up until I was about seven or eight, Mm -hmm. Um, and then yeah, so yeah, so I know that I can define my femininity as to what I want it to be in my group of girlfriends growing up um, into my early 20s, Mm -hmm. I, don't know to speak with me. Um, I was always the more androgynous masculine of the girls. Mm-hmm. Not to say, like I said before, I am not the definition of androgynous. I have androgynous elements and masculine, not masculine, but but also again, there is no definition of androgyny. No, this is true. There's no like textbook. But this yeah. is what you look like when you're androgynous. So I was, I was the more, I was that that friend, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like in the girl group, I was definitely the one that was like, boring, to whatever, but anyway. Um, so I think that's, how I define it is definitely influenced by the fact that I have brothers, and the fact that I was raised by a single mum, so I, I didn't I didn't have that opportunity to like, be a daddy's girl or anything, mm-hmm. if, if that makes sense. So that's not part of who I am either. Um, I'm also quite ex I don't know how to say this, but I you often see like the trope with heterosexual couples. So I'm in a straight passing relationship, I'm not straight, but I'm in a straight relationship. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like straight passing. Yeah. Um, but there's often that assumption of the boy has boy interest, girl has girl interest. Girl hates boy interest. Mm. Like, you know that classic thing of like the boyfriend watching the football and my missus can't bear the football or "Or she comes to the pub but she don't watch it. I'm not saying that those women are bad, okay? That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm not even saying that because if they don't have an interest in football, that's fine. Mm -hmm. But what I'm saying is that I think because I grew up with brothers who had interests in their things. Mm-hmm. When it comes to listening to my partner talk about his things, I then get quite interested in it. Mm-hmm. There's probably very deep psychological things that is probably a psychology person listening to this. Like, oh yeah, of course. No, I don't think. I think it's just what you're used to and what you grew up
1: with. I don't yeah. think there's anything deeper. I mean, there might be. Who knows? But I don't. It, to me, it's just
0: like I, I don't. I don't know how to. Def, I don't know how to define. It's familiarity. Me. It's what you're familiar with. You're used to. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. A hundred percent. Sorry. What? That was really long. It's okay. How do you define femininity? For you? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I went really round houses. I think femininity, I femininity for me
1: personally is less about kind of appearance. Um, although for me personally, I feel very feminine when I'm wearing red lipstick. Mm. Um, and I do feel very feminine when I have like put a bit of effort into what I'm wearing mm. and like how I look. But I don't think about the femininity in what, in the items that I'm wearing, if that makes sense. Like, so I don't only Mm. feel feminine in a dress that's pink, like, with my hair. If some people only feel feminine in that, that's, uh, that's awesome. Like, you do you. Yeah. But I feel quite feminine in, I think, anything I feel powerful in, or feel just, like, confident and Mm. good in. Mm. And that, for me, is femininity. It's like, feeling comfortable in yourself, and like, feeling, good yeah um i also for me my femininity is about connections with women with other women Mm -hmm. and like because i think i'm quite good at forming connections with women yeah not that i'm terrible at forming connections with men but like (laughs) i think i'm quite good at making female friends yeah um and finding
0: common ground with other women and i've always been jealous of girls who can Really quickly, really naturally, like yourself, mm-hmm. form bonds with other girls. Yeah, I find it now much easier now that I've developed into who I am and I'm settled in who I am. Mm. Um, I find it a lot easier, but I still do get quite jealous mm-hmm. of like those naturally of those people who those feminine friendships come naturally to. Again, this is where I think the influence of having brothers comes in um, because. I will. you just
1: again. You're just more familiar and more comfortable with yes speaking to and navigating relationships with boys. That's just
0: yes what you're familiar
1: with. Yes, and I
0: find more common ground with them, and I like have yeah. a laugh with them. However, 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 in recent times, I would say, since maybe two, three years ago, mm. I have found making friendships with girls easier than making friendships with boys. Mm. Oh, this is a good one.
1: Um, this one says, what I wish I knew, or things I wish I knew before, and this one says, so many scary rumors about toxic shock syndrome would have been nice to be
0: educated properly on it. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, so I think like, even in the, even like, can I just say this one thing? Sorry, yeah, okay. I completely interrupted you. Um, I remember, I think it was Shout Mag. did you ever see ShoutMag? Yes. I remember there was always a Tampox, Tampox? Tampax page in ShoutMag. Mm-hmm. And I remember there being, like, a thing on Toxic Shock Syndrome, and I remember being like, dun-dun-dun-dun, consuming that at, like, age seven. Mm-hmm. Fucking horrifying. It, it's
1: such, like, I don't know what happens. Well, I do know what happens. They try and fucking scare you. But it is just pure terror that they try and, like, instill in you. Um, so the thing is about Toxic Shock Syndrome, for anyone that isn't kind of clued up, is that it's... Yes, it can be fatal, however, it's also incredibly rare, and when I say incredibly rare, I mean most, the vast majority of doctors, in the UK anyway, won't see a single case in their entire career. Wow. So that's that's rare. I think it's something like, don't quote me on this and I'll check it later, but I think it's 0.001% of the population will get toxic shock syndrome. Wow, every right. every year of the British of the UK population, and also tampons, which is something that really annoys me about about the this kind of scaremongering when it comes to tampons and toxic shock, is that tampons don't give you toxic shock. Toxic shock is caused by bacteria getting into your body. Tampons can increase the likelihood of that happening. But they, tampons alone don't cause the illness. The bacteria causes right, the syndrome, right? right? The tampons can just increase the likelihood of that bacteria getting into your body. But you don't have to have a period and use tampons to get toxic shock. Anybody, even cisgendered men, can get toxic shock. So you can get it if you have a cut on your arm and it gets really terribly infected. Like, there's so many different things. Yeah. It's not, but even then, it's still so rare. Yeah. Um, So while it is something that you should be familiar with and aware of and should be able to recognise the signs of, especially if you're a tampon user, it's, it's incredibly rare. And it shouldn't be kind of something that, I mean, if you are really, really scared about it and anxious about it, don't use tampons, that's fine. You know, if if it's making you really anxious, really panicky and you're happy not to use tampons, no worries. But it doesn't need to be something, you don't need to be scared of tampons because of it. Right, yeah. That's what I'm trying to say. Man. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Um,
1: and I think, yeah, that person's absolutely right that it is something that is kind of batted around, especially when you're younger and when, you know, when kind of you're, you're young or you're in your early teens and you find out something and you just like, you pass it around like wildfire. So like when... The first person in your friendship group that finds out about TSS, they're going to be telling everyone. Mm-hmm. Especially if they don't use tampons, they're going to be going, "You shouldn't use tampons. It's going to give you toxic shock syndrome. And you're going to give a, you're going to die." Yeah.
0: When well, that's not
1: that's obviously not the case. Yeah. But when you're young and you find something out, you you like kind of latch onto it, don't you? And You're like, "I have this piece of knowledge that makes me
0: yeah
1: that I need to tell everybody." I was say that it makes it's me scary. interesting, but that's me. <laughs> no, but it's
0: true because they but, get it and they're like, "Wow, this is scary. I have to tell people."
1: Yeah. People don't know. Yeah. People don't know, and it can, like, cause a bit of, a bit of drums.
0: I also think with toxic shock, sy- toxic shock syndrome is that you're, yeah, you kind of do get fed that if you leave it in there too long, it's going to be the tampon and the reason why, you know. Yeah, and also,
1: interestingly, I read the other day, this is a new piece of information for me, um, I read the other day in a book by dreamy gynaecologist, Dr. Jen Gunter, um, that you people who have toxic shock syndrome have something i don't know if it's a gene or if it's a bacteria that means they are predisposed to getting toxic shock syndrome so some people Mm. some people can never and will never get it and other people will and other people just are have something either in or on their body that just means they are naturally predisposed to getting it that's really interesting yeah and it even then, it's still rare. That rare. That's the Vagina Bible by Jen Gunthorpe. Ah, okay.
0: Which I keep recommending to you. I oh, know I showed you that collection of books earlier. <laughs> you must have been like, "Hmm, still no Vagina Bible." <laughs> um, on that topic, yeah. Tampons go all the way in. Is one I received. Tampons do go all the way in. I was saying this to Catherine over dinner that I received a submission from a friend of ours um that the tampons go all the way in and then we laughed and I said that I would be walking around school yeah with the bottom of my tampon scraping yeah. my knickers and
1: I remember you feel like and that that horrible like full sore feeling mm. where you go oh that just means it's kind of doing its job no, no you should not be able to feel a tampon at all if it's incorrectly and doing its and
0: working and oh, that's interesting. You can't feel a tampon. No, feel it. Oh, was it said No, I was like, oh, <laughs> that's news
1: like a, to me. Like a cup. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, you should. Uh, you shouldn't be able to feel it if it's if it's as long as it's doing its job properly, as in not leaking. And you can't feel it. That's that's a tampon in the correct place.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: If you can feel it, it's not. It's probably not in far enough. And we all learnt that. That's why I stopped using tampons. Is it? I think that's why a lot of people stop using tampons. Yeah. Because you just, you, you don't know how, people don't know how to, might not know how to use them correctly, and so they either don't work for them and they start leaking, or they're sore and they fucking hurt. Mm-hmm. I stopped using tampons because I hated the, like, dry feeling when, I hated how dry they made my vagina, basically, that they dried it out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm sick of that, I don't like that. No. And so... You love your well, cup, don't I you?
0: I do love my cups. I've actually got a post coming back. Sure, Watch out, about how, about
1: how much I love them and why. Anyway,
0: yeah, that's I, a really good one. Yeah, really, really good one. Okay, I've got a few. Um, there's one that's quite traumatic, so I might get out of the way now. Mm-hmm. You're not mature for your age. You've been adultified due to trauma and someone 14 years older than you does not love you. They want to own you like a pet. And you know what? One of mine that I was going to say when we were going to say our own, but then we decided not to because we've all lived the same life. One of mine was going to be that that eighteen year old boy. He's not interested in who you are. Mm. They're really not. If you're listening to this and you're young, please, 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 just know that if they're older than you, they're not interested in you the way you think they are. They don't love you. They they really don't. When yeah, when you're young. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. It's uh When you're, if you're, if there's a significant age gap and you're under the age, yeah, it's just not okay. mm um, I would like to say another one if that's alright. Go cool on. Um, I can, that, so this person wishes they knew, mm-hmm. that I can, that they can be gay because they've basically been told gay people can't have sex, which is so true. And can I share an So idea can, be, can be, can be gay as in are allowed to be yeah, gay? Yeah. Or like, yeah. It's, it's possible to be gay? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I would like to say an anecdote. Go on. I remember year six, sex education, and a person I was friends with at the time asked me to ask how do lesbians have sex. Mm-hmm. This person has since come out as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, yeah, this person asked me to ask how do lesbians have sex, and I remember asking. I then remember my primary school teacher laughing, not like, ha, 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 but like a, a snigger yeah, like, yeah. A, like a yeah a stifled chuckle and then went. So i can't remember what it was but it was dismissive and it was something like you'll have to wait until you learn about that or something like that you've just told us about penetrative sex why can't you yeah. tell us about vulva to vulva sex or penis um, or penis to penis sex why 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 did you laugh yeah as a, you as a, yeah as a teacher teaching, there were 30 girls in that classroom and you laughed at us when we asked yeah. a very valid question. Do you think none of them in there are going to be interested in having sex with other women? Exactly. Or other in fact, the person who asked me to ask is, is now with a woman. Exactly. And you you laughed at their 11-year-old face and said you're going to have to wait for that. Do
1: you know one? what that reminds me of? What? That episode of um, Sex Education, the Netflix show, where... Um, What's the French guy called?
0: Oh, I can't remember. But I know anyone existing will you know who he's yeah, about. Yeah, the
1: French guy that goes out with Eric.
0: Mm-hmm. Where
1: in that sex ed class, he goes, "How do you, how does anal sex work? Or how do you douche?" I think he asks.
0: No, he shows them how to douche. No,
1: he oh he asks what lube to use for anal sex. Right, I think. Or something about anal anal sex. Yeah. And the teacher that's supposed to be teaching it just, like, laughs and sniggers and, like, moves on very quickly. Yeah. And then that's when Gillian Anderson, goddess of all that is good and sexy, gets up and is like, well, actually, you should do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. And then it's actually fucking useful and helpful for those kids, Mm -hmm. rather than being, like, that's not appropriate, I'm not going to answer that. And it's like, well, someone's going to want to know that.
0: Yeah. And that is exactly what happened. We were 11. And just completely laughed in our faces. Yeah. How awful. That is awful. When I think back to that, and I think back to those teachers, I'm like, you really did those students a
1: disservice. This is what baffles me about the fact that, and I know we did a whole episode on this, but this is what baffles me about the fact that teachers don't have to be trained to teach relationships and sex ed. Mm-hmm. I, that does not make any sense to me. There is no, Oh my God. Listen to episode... <laughs> One? Two? Two, if you want to hear There about. is no other subject... That you don't have to have any training in that subject to teach it. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I am assuming. Yeah. There is no more. other subject. You need
0: some level of something. You need an understanding and like a training of that subject. Uh, I I personally don't think that they should even put it onto biology teachers because biology teachers can be some of the worst sex life teachers. Because also
1: then it's too biological. Yeah. So there's nothing about the kind of. The there's no
0: or... nuance.
1: Right, uh, this is a good one and I've I've also got an anecdote for this that I spoke about recently in, I think, my stories. Go on. But it says, I wish I was taught about my cycle and fertile window, etc. So I'm assuming she means, like, cycle tracking, tracking when you might be ovulating, for obviously for the benefits of trying to conceive, but also just generally understanding your cycle, knowing, like, you know, when your period is, how long your period is, how long your menstrual cycle is. I remember until at least my 20s, I'm 25 now, so until at least my 20s, every time I'd go to the doctor to do with period-related stuff, or even not always to do with period-related stuff, because they ask you every fucking time, <laughs> um, and they'd go, when was your last period and how long was it, or how long you, how are your periods, or something like that, I would literally look at them absolutely baffled, like, what do you mean? Mm. Like, who... Knows this. Yeah. And every time I'd go, I don't know. And they'd go, well, just like a rough estimate. And I'd be like, no, I honestly have no idea. Yeah. Because I. Because
0: it just happened to you.
1: It didn't occur to me. I was. I would literally think in my brain, like, how the fuck should I know? Like, how. Nobody knows that. Mm. No one knows that information. Yeah. I did not know that, like, tracking your cycles was a thing and that it could be useful for just life i used to just guess when i no wonder i stained so many and ruined so many pairs of pants Mm -hmm. i wasn't tracking myself so i had no idea when my period was coming
0: yeah
1: i was just like if i started to get period pains i'd be like well i guess i'm gonna start at some point soon and then i'd ruin my
0: underwear honestly it's so true it's so i have no idea it's so true (laughs) tracking should be tracking should be something that Modern-day parents, if you're listening to this, I think you should introduce to your person yeah. as soon as they... As soon, it's as soon as so they helpful
1: to understand. And also, not only do you then kind of know when it's coming, mm-hmm. so you don't ruin your pants, mm-hmm. you also can understand and kind of give... almost exempt yourself for certain feelings and certain kind of moods or issues that you've been having in your menstrual cycle, if you can track it, Understand where you are in the cycle and understand what's happening to your body at those points. Mm-hmm. You know, not in huge amounts of depth. That's not not always necessary, and if you don't want to learn, that's fine. If you don't want to know, then no worries. But understanding that, like before my period, my hormones are really fucking low. So that's probably why if I was feeling a bit rough last week, or like sense. gave someone a hard time, like I can you can be a bit kinder to yourself rather than going, God, I we've really got some issues <laughs>
0: yeah so like for the past few weeks i've been a right bitch yeah no yeah yeah 100 percent. i completely agree
1: but i think, I think that's, that's so a really true. good one and something that um i definitely wish i know i honestly it i have no concept of that being a thing i would literally sit in doctor's surgery surgeries and think how the fuck should i know yeah when my last period was how long my period is or how
0: long my menstrual cycle and is? then feeling stupid for not knowing
1: no, I didn't even feel stupid. I just thought, why are they asking me questions that nobody knows? Like no one knows this.
0: Whereas I felt like, oh my god, how stupid am I?
1: No, see, I no, I didn't, I was so oblivious that I didn't even feel stupid. I was like, nobody on the planet knows that knows this
0: yeah. stuff.
1: Yeah, and obviously that's what. What are they
0: asking? Kind yeah. of thing. Um. I've got a really good one. Go on. That toxic friends can be bin. Oh, But also, attacked on the end of that, recognising that you are also the toxic friend sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I completely agree. Um, toxic friends can be some of the worst, and it's really upsetting.
1: And also, understanding that it's not a you problem if they if you need to be without somebody in order to, like, grow and move on, someone that's been causing you shit, it's not your
0: responsibility to make them okay with that. Mm-hmm, 100%. 100%. Because you have to do what's right by you. Yeah. Your priority should be you. Can I tell my... Obviously,
1: don't go around, like, trying to fuck up other people's lives and, like, being a bellend. But sometimes you have to, as in, like, purposefully trying to hurt people. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, but yeah. But
1: sometimes... Yeah, sometimes you... Ew. I think it's important
0: to be considerate when you decide to end that friendship, yeah, and not be like classic bitchy nasty. Can I send? Can I say a toxic friend story? Yeah. Um, this person that I was friends with at the time, I had an ectopic pregnancy um, in twenty nineteen, October twenty nineteen, and um, I this was at uni. I went for I went and stayed at my mum's house whilst I recovered from surgery,
1: mm.
0: and then I went back to uni. And the person I was living with, and I'm not kidding, this is no exaggeration, because I remember I tallied it up, because I remember being like, they've never spoken about this before, mm. um, over five days, every single day, once a day, five days, spoke about babies or showed me a picture of a baby mm. every day for five days when I got back. Mm. It was really nasty, but we had never had the conversations of babies before because we were university students yeah. in our final year. Yeah, like, we were, we were talking about dissertation before I had my ectopic pregnancy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I had no idea I was pregnant. It wasn't planned. Like, um, and, yeah, when I returned, once a day, for five days, showed me a baby, brought up babies, but would look me dead in the eye to see how I reacted. Very strange behaviour. And then I went for counselling following my ectopic pregnancy, and, and um, this person my counsellor being this person said like leveled a lot of things out for me which made me recognize i ended up moving out anyway because um that person became very bizarre following my topic Mm -hmm. obviously um so i ended up moving out anyway but yeah if people were doing things to purposefully hurt you they don't care for you (laughs) that is a toxic friend like whether they're nice to you in the morning and horrible to you in the evening, or do you know what I yeah. mean? Like, it doesn't matter how nice they are, if the nasty things are getting you down, they're getting you down. And that is a toxic friendship. hmm So. Preach. And you can, another thing I want to say is, toxic friendships can come at any point in your life. Yeah, so true. You could have had the bestest friendship through for years and years and years, but then suddenly it could get really sour. Suddenly so
1: it doesn't serve you anymore.
0: Yeah, yeah. And you could be any age. And I want to tack on the end of that as well. Toxic family members can be binned as well. Mm. They really can. Go on then.
1: Right. I've got I wish things I wish I knew. This one says hair on my body. Oh, which yeah. Which I'm assuming means that hair on my body is going to happen
0: and that it's mm-hmm. normal. At the weekend. Yeah. Went went for a weekend away with my friend. Yeah. She went to me, do you have hair on your nipples? I went, yeah. She went, yeah, me too. End of conversation. <laughs> End of conversation. <laughs> you do have hair on your body. I remember once
1: uh, dating a guy and saying, I can't remember. And I, mind my nip hair. <laughs> I was like relatively young. Right. Not not young, young, but like like I was having sex. Yeah, and I, I wasn't like. Not in your twenties. No. And I remember dating him, and being like, genuinely sitting him down one day and being like, "You know that girls have like hairy bums, right?" <laughs> just to be like, just getting it out there, like you you are aware that that's like a thing that girls. Yeah, have.
0: look, you know like,
1: every girl like, girls have like hair on them. Oh, you can get non-dangerous lumps in your breasts during your period. Oh. I think, seeing as I was recently doing a boob check on yeah. my Instagram story, um, I think what they're referring to. So, in before your period, you can get your boobs can get a bit lumpy because of hormonal changes mm-hmm. in your menstrual cycle. So, if you are someone who has periods or who has a menstrual cycle, it is recommended that you do your breast self exam or your chest exam. Um, the week after your period so that any lumpiness that you might have has gone any lumpiness that's hormonal um, has gone before you check so that any lumps if you find any lumps um, you you can be kind of confident that's not what they are
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's what they're referring to and that is a really good point and something I didn't think about until relatively recently and yeah. um, something someone else had said as well is how to check your breast properly, and also um, the fact that lumps aren't the only sign of breast cancer. Yeah. Um, nipple discharge. Nipple discharge, dimples, redness, change of shape or size.
0: Inverted nip.
1: Pain. There's lots of different things. So if, no. if anybody wants the download on what you're looking for and how to, how to give yourself a self-exam, um, the charity Copperfield, that's C O P P A. Feel, F-W-L, um, and also Know Your Lemons are both brilliant charities for um, for that and teaching people what to look for and how to do it. Um, but I think they're two very, they're all great points and things that are really, really important for people to know. And don't forget, move.
0: anyone can get breast cancer, not just people with boobs. Absolutely. Somebody very, very close to me in my life, yeah. a fella. Mm. You have breast cancer? Yeah, yeah. That's what anyone can get it, so everyone should be checking their absolutely checking their tits. Everybody, um, what did my uni so My uni had a Copperfield Society, mm. not society, of- I can't remember. um, and they used to say pecks and t- chicky pecks and pecks and tits or something like that, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, okay, I've got a good one. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew that it was okay to refine your sexuality and reconsider the labels that you use.
1: Ooh, that
0: is a good one. That's really, really good. Because it's a fluid thing. A hundred percent. I'm saying this at the weekend. I was um, actually my friend said it, and then I was like, I completely agree. Completely, completely agree. And there's nothing nicer than when you're. Well, you know, it's fluid for it.
1: some people. Some people feel very like solid in it, but it's yeah, a, it's a some
0: evolving people, thing. A hundred percent. I see sexuality as evolving. I see sexuality as fluid. Um, there's no 100%, 50%, 30%, there are no percentages. Mm. You either, you you are who you are, you like who you like, you're sexually attracted to you're, who you're sexually attracted to, you are romantically attracted to who you're romantically attracted mm. to. There is no, I am 100% this, like there's just no. Um, and I like that, and reconsidering labels you use it is a journey. Mm. Your sexuality is not like, Okay, um I am this, this is me for eternity. If you decide in a few years, actually you know what, like, no, I think I'm this. Then that's mm. okay. Like that's okay. And there's nothing I hate more than when people are like, uh, you said you were this last week and now you saying yeah. this. I hate that. I hate that. Like when that. people when when people kind of judge people for
1: being bisexual and then
0: mm-hmm.
1: being like, Oh, do you know what actually I'm I'm gay? Yeah and saying, oh, well, you were just always gay, you were just, like, on the road to...
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Or, like, trying to soften the blow or something.
0: And even if that was that
1: person's road...
0: What fucking... Was... What does yeah. that mean to you? Exactly. Get, get get your own life. All I can say to you... All I can say to the listeners... Dear listeners. <laughs> all I can say to the listeners, when it comes to people's sexuality and people's gender, who people love, who who people are sexually attracted to, Get your fucking nose out there, business. <laughs> Literally get your nose and focus on yourself. Yeah, it's so true. Just stop focusing on who other people are with and who they're attracted to and how they identify and their pronouns. Stop giving a fuck and get your nose out there. But get a hobby. Get an actual hobby. Because it's actually boring. Do you know what I mean? Yes, I know exactly what you mean. Gosh! Anyway, gosh. Yourself. Get your
1: nose out of fucking business. Um, what have I got next? Oh, this one's a good one. Um, I wish I knew that there are different ways a relationship can look like i e you can love each other but not be able to share a house together. yeah, which is a good point. I think like effectively that's just that love and relationships can be different mm-hmm. for different people. Mm-hmm and that just because yours looks different to somebody else's doesn't mean it's wrong or you're in the wrong space. I was saying this to somebody recently saying that, I think, I can't remember who it was, but they were talking about whether they were doing something too quickly or not quick enough or something like that, and I was like, the thing is, if you had no concept or no knowledge of other people's relationships and what they did when, you would have, you'd just do what felt right for you and your partner. So you're only thinking that it's too soon, too late, or too little or not enough or whatever, because other people are telling you what they're doing, mm-hmm. but if you did not know at all, and it was just you and your partner living your life, mm-hmm. going through whatever you were going through and doing things whenever was right for you, that wouldn't even
0: be a concern. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even Preach. be a minor concern. Absolutely. I completely agree. I think that's such a thing at the moment. Um, a few weeks ago, Rob and I were with some people, mm. and um, this girl who we just met mm-hmm. said, oh, so how long have you two been together? Yeah. And we were like, oh, we've been together five years. Were you like, I know what question's coming next? Yes. <laughs> Instantly. I knew it. And I thought to myself, if we didn't live together, so Rob and I didn't move in together until this year, our yeah. fifth year, but we've had friends in the past who've moved in together after two months, Yeah, who've moved in together after six months, do you know what I mean? But it was right for them at the time. Exactly. Yeah. I remember um, two years ago, and I was living with my best friend, and I remember us being like, she'd been with her boyfriend for like four years at the time, I'd been with Rob for like three at the time, mm. and um, I remember us being like... I just don't know if I'm ever going to want to live with my boyfriend Like, I just, mm. I just don't know if that's ever, I'm ever going to want that Yeah. because everybody's journey is different everyone's different,
1: different. Everybody and is. people want also people want and need different things from different relationships absolutely, or from their relationships do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like for some people that kind of not constant but closeness of living with somebody might be something that they really want and need from a partner from a romantic partner yeah. Whereas for other people, that might not be what they kind of prioritize in, in their relationship or what they prioritize in terms of their needs from that relationship. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. Live your life. Don't people will be judgy whatever you do. So just do whatever you want.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> I will say this though, I think it would be nice for people to experience living independently or with others Mm -hmm. before they move in with a partner Mm -hmm. because i i think that it's nice for people to get to know themselves as human beings
1: yeah but i i get what you're saying but i also know like i can also appreciate how some couples
0: might not want that i mean they they might be like like, do you know what all i want is i'm talking like um like like young, like seventeen, eighteen.
1: Yeah. I guess I think just like I think even then though, I just think
0: you do what feels right for you. Yeah. I I think that for for me, if I had when I so Rob and I got together when we were seventeen. Mm-hmm. If I had moved in with him then, I wonder how I wonder how I would have been.
1: Oh for sure, but then but then that's also that's your story.
0: No for sure, but then I I think but then I also think I've had that conversation with a lot of people and they've been like, Oh yeah.
1: I'm not saying it's not the norm.
0: I'm not saying that like generally speaking, you know, it's good
1: to kind of know yourself and explore being independent and and that kind of thing before taking that leap. But I also think for some people that they don't want that. They want Yeah. They want that kind of the butt closeness and the Yeah, for sure and that element of their relationship or their their own life I suppose
0: yeah that's true
1: as long as as long as it's like the choice you're making and you're happy with it and you're comfortable with
0: what you're doing then and you're within that prioritising time for yourself Mm -hmm. and you're not and it's not becoming like a negative codependent situation as long as there's some prioritisation of self Mm hmm because it can become a hole. Agree. I've got a really cute one. Go on. Bosses being sexually inappropriate is never okay. You don't have to put up with it, especially working in bars. Why is that cute? Is that for Did I say I've got a
1: cute one? Yeah. I thought you said I've got a cute one. Did I actually? I think so.
0: I'm a bit tired. Guys, it's (laughs) nearly ten o'clock at night. This is not remotely cute. I've got a good one. I think is what I meant to say.
1: Oh, uh, I definitely heard cute. Maybe sorry, he
0: good. sorry. There uh, is another cute one, but uh, say the cute one. The cute one is go to the clinic with your pals and make a cute day out of it. Love heart emoji. I love that idea. And I go never with your housemates. It. A little trip. All of my housemates. No, generally I listeners. Thought that's what you're telling me now. Like, go go with, with, the with your housemates. No, no, no. I'm saying listeners, people. Go with your housemates. Go with people you live with. Be fun. Hey guys, you know what day it is, the 21st of the month, <laughs> clinic day.
1: Uh, I've got one that says the proper names for our body parts,
0: oh, which I couldn't
1: agree with more. And my, I still feel sick when I think about how many years I've spent not realising that a was a thing.
0: Did you see? Twenty
1: four. S- I was when I found out that vulva and vagina were different.
0: I was going to say, did you see Sophie Marion's TikTok when she was when she did the she did the I was running through the six of my worlds trend, and she yes, was like, I, I was twenty six when I stopped saying, or however told she was. Very clever
1: and very true. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And in fact, I had a bit of people weren't happy with my post the other day, were they? I didn't read it too much. Sorry, I was out. That's okay. What happened? Um, I, so I put a post up the other day saying, um, you don't need to clean your vagina during or after your period. And then it was like, or ever for that matter.
0: Right, okay. Um,
1: and people were upset with me because they were like, yes, you do need to clean your vulva. Um, or like, if, if what you mean is you don't need to flush out the inside, then yes, you're correct, but you do absolutely need to clean... That's why why you said said exactly. That was my point. I was like, "Yeah, I know. That's why I was saying the word vagina. Like, I know, I understand that that like sex education and kind of like anatomy education is so terrible that young people aren't growing up realizing the difference between vulva and vagina that they're different things. But that's why I used the word vagina, Uh, not vulva. Yeah, because what I mean is the inside
0: tube." Not the outside. Tell you what, I'm going to add on to this something I wish I knew when I was younger. The difference between b- vagina and <laughs> That and people, there are going to be people on the internet who think they're the pros at everything, who think they are godsend, who think they know everything, and who are going to make you feel like you know nothing. Yeah, I know. And let me say something, dear listeners. They don't. They don't. Um, Sometimes I, they do. Sometimes I, people have lots of knowledge. That's true. Sometimes people have knowledge. But the people who come into your comments to be fucking nasty. Mm. Okay, I've got one. But I can have friends who who care and understand disability.
1: Oh. Yeah. That's a nice one. I mean, I mean, it's a nice one that they know it now.
0: Yeah. It's not a nice one that they didn't know that. No. I think. I think that's really sad that disabled people have to go through that, like, trial and error of friendships, finding mm. friends who can actually respect the fact that yeah. this person is disabled. Yeah. And good for that person for finding friends who can, who can, you know. And for recognising that it's important for them to yeah. find friends
1: like that and to have friends that are kind of supportive in that way. Absolutely.
0: Um, I've got a sad one. Go on. I wish I knew that it wasn't normal for my partner to criticise me.
1: Mm.
0: that's a big one
1: yeah and also for I dated a guy once that would call me mean names and I'd say I don't really like that and he'd be like but I mean it affectionately like Ugh. it's like an, it's like God. it's in, a, in an affectionate way I don't mean it and I'd be like it doesn't sound very and then but at the time because I was quite young not like young young but I was like I was like oh yes like it's only affectionate like he doesn't mean it But then once I kind of, that wasn't even really a relationship, it was just like seeing someone. But then you leave and you're like, oh, damn. I'm sorry. It's when you find someone, it's when you're like with someone or have been with somebody that kind of wakes you up to it. And it's sad that sometimes that's what it takes is another partner to go, you know, you were like... Mistreated, you know, that's like, that's not very really fair that they did that, or like, that's not very nice for mm-hmm. so you to go, oh shit, you're right, that is that isn't very nice. Yeah. It's annoying. It's so annoying. But it's sad sometimes that it takes that rather than you kind of knowing that you deserve better. And that you... In fact, I've got one that here that just from me saying that just reminded me that says, uh, I wish I knew that you should listen when people say that you deserve better. Uh huh
0: the so yes. people around
1: you are telling you
0: that you deserve better than somebody you're with so they mean it mm. they're not saying it because they hate that person Mm-mm. they have your best interests at heart
1: sometimes sometimes they, sometimes they just have a grudge yeah. but An- generally Analyze that person. If they, if it's somebody that you really value their opinion they know you very well and they're yeah. recognising a shift in your behaviour or a change in you then listen to them um, tacked
0: on the end of that, I've got the right person just wants you to be happy and doesn't care what you look like.
1: Yeah, damn straight. I think that's all of mine, you know? Or like all of mine, apart from ones that we've
0: kind of covered in other stuff. I've got um, that I will never be happy trying to be someone that I'm not. Stop faking who you are. That's very true. Mm. And then I've also got that I'm allowed to change my mind. That's so true. That
1: can apply to lots of things as well.
0: Yeah. That could apply to what we were saying earlier about sexuality I was just and about to say that can change, that can apply to sexuality and gender. Consent. Mm-hmm. Preference of period products. <laughs> really, preference
1: of anything. Yeah. Changing on like political views. You're allowed to oh, learn yeah. and change your views and grow.
0: Yes. In your knowledge. People listen to that, please. You are allowed to grow and develop as a human being. Who you are on that. Thing that you said once does not mean that that's who you are a month later Do you know what I mean yeah when people are like well they said this a year ago well did they say that yesterday or did they say something new <laughs> um, I
1: wish I knew about period cups life changing uh, I mean I can agree with you there <laughs> period, period cups for me are what and a lot of people say this when they try period cups and might really get the hang of them is that you try them and you're literally like, I feel like a fucking badass. Like, I feel like I'm saving the world with my vagina. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Didn't didn't happen that way for you, but...
0: <clears throat>
1: anyway. There make come a day. <laughs> then I've
0: got that my pleasure matters and that you don't get progress without
1: communicating. That's a really good one. Communication is the key. Like, understanding that you're able to... And that it's effective to say when you like and dislike things. Yeah. And to have that conversation. That it shouldn't be awkward and shouldn't be like, you're not offending anybody. Or fake that you're in pain. Yeah. that's a just. Big one. Communication's <laughs> key! Yeah.
0: And if they don't want to
1: communicate with you, don't offend them. Don't comu- if they don't want to communicate with, with you with their mouths, don't communicate with your genitals.
0: I'm putting that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, I think we might be done. Sweet dreams, dear listeners. Stop saying dear listeners! <laughs> <It's> so
1: weird! <laughs> I want a name for our listeners. I hate no. I
0: Do you know what we it? should call them? The bloody sexies? The, the tablespoons. Do you wanna know why? No. Because that bloody sex podcast is the acronym for tablespoon. No, I don't like that. I'm going to call you guys my tablespoons. No, don't do that.
1: <laughs> also, I feel like there's not enough of them to warrant them having like a fan name. You guys are my tablespoons.
0: Oh, God.
1: <laughs> the spoonies.
0: Okay, we're going <laughs>
1: to... I think we're going to end it there.
0: Mimi's gone a bit delirious. She's a bit tired. Um,
1: That was today's episode. If you want to catch us on stuff, you can find me. I'm at Bloody Honest on
0: Instagram and the old TikTok. What are you? I'm at Millie May UK on TikTok. What you've Oh, sorry. At Millie May. Full stop. UK.
1: I'm just saying. If they just search you know Millie you're right. UK, then I'm going to find you.
0: No, they'll find Millie May Yuck. Who's someone else? <laughs> <laughs> Millie Mayuk. Millie
1: Mayuk. <laughs> She's someone else. Don't know who that is. Um, and you can catch up on pod podcast stuff uh, at at. That blows it's podcast.
0: On that's, us. that's us!
1: Don't forget to leave us a review. That's really helpful and nice and kind. That really is helpful. And I've actually really enjoyed this episode. Only if it's a good one. Oh yeah. The review only helps us if it's a good one.
0: Listen here, tablespoons. <laughs> <Stop>. <laughs> only leave good reviews. And if you put a tablespoon emoji at the end of it, I'll send you some kisses. In the post. Uh, you can't go giving promises like that
1: out. Huh? Are you gonna go leave
0: a review of the tablespoon, Catherine?
1: Are you gonna send me a kiss in the post? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Right. Good night. See you next time. Bye.